Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father John Rutten. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're broadcasting live from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota. It has been a beautiful morning, and if you've missed any of these interviews, you can always go back and listen to them on our podcast at yourcatholicradiostation.com, and you can check us out there so they can listen to Father John Rutten all day long. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I find it hard to even listen to myself, so oh, dude. for anybody out there who's like, eh, I can't take it, well, and don't worry. Are Join Father John. Go check out Rutten Radio. It's also one of our podcasts on yeah. Su- in the Sioux Falls section. Yeah. So. I'm always a little humored when I go find it for people, and then I see Bishop Robert Barron and then, <laughs> uh, Father Mike Schmitz, and then I'm like, what is Rutten Radio doing in the, between these two? <laughs> I don't know how we found ourselves there. But, but you're uh, there. I love it. I love it. Well, our next guest, I am beyond excited to talk with him this morning, Dr. David Anders. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I am so excited to talk to you. I am like a little kid meeting someone famous. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I can see it in her face, doctor. How are you? (laughs) No, I'm I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the invitation. It's a pleasure. We, I have many questions to ask you, but I have kind of a behind-the-scenes question, if you don't mind, because um, sure. for those that don't know, you are the host of a wonderful show called Call to, Me- Call to Communion, and that's on every day on our station at 1 o'clock. And we just finished with our segment. It was called Straight Talk, and we have people that call in and ask questions of us, um, or I should say the priests. So you have a call-in show that's called Called to Communion, and it seems like no matter what somebody calls in and asks, you have the answers. What is your secret? Well, I have a secret. <laughs> okay. The secret is, is broaden the scope of the question until I hit on something I know something about. Interesting. So, so there's, there's watched... a there's a way to connect almost any question to something that's more central within the hierarchy of truths. Wow, that's you know, Father John's us writing this down. Yes, <laughs> that when you when when you are engaged in ecumenical dialogue, which is what we do on Call to Communion, uh-huh. you should always concentrate on the hierarchy of truths. And the hierarchy of truths are what, what not not all truth is truth. But some truths are more central to the content of our faith than others. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's true that there are different biblical manuscripts that have different endings to the Gospel of Mark. That's a fact. But it's less important than the fact that God exists. Hmm. Right? And so, so if someone asks a question that's very tangential or remote from the heart of the faith, I look for a way to tie it back into something that's of perennial or universal value. Wow. So describe your show for those that haven't listened, who haven't had the opportunity. What, what is your goal? What is your main purpose for Called to Communion? Thank you. So the, the, the title of the show, Called to Communion, you know, Pope Benedict wrote a book by that title, actually. And and before the show, the, the predecessor to the show is a website by the same name. It's not just me who is a contributor. A number of people who were converts 
to the Catholic faith, created the website in order to facilitate dialogue between Catholics and non-Catholics, in particular Protestants from the Reformed or Presbyterian tradition. And, and that was really kind of the genesis of the radio show as well. Can we have a forum that can present the truth of Christ in the Catholic Church specifically towards uh, those that are not yet in full communion with the Catholic Church? It's aimed at non-Catholics. If you're not a Catholic, you're not a Catholic for some reason. And so we invite people to call in and talk about why they're not Catholic. What is it that's keeping you out of the Church? And you, you may never have even considered the possibility of becoming a Catholic. That might be what's keeping you out of the Catholic Church. But it might be a more a well-formulated objection. That was the case that I was in for many years. I, I thought Catholics were just dead wrong about God and salvation and the moral life and whatever else. I just thought they were on the wrong side of the argument. And so I, you know, I had a lot of beef with Catholics. And whatever it is, we invite you to call and share your objection or your problem or your difficulty, and then we try to find a point of dialogue to see if we can overcome those those uh, problems. And uh, so that's how we set the show up, and that's how it works. I love, the, I absolutely love the show. Uh, what 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 does it mean to you to be able to offer a show that isn't for Catholics? Well, it it really is an opportunity for me to. Uh, on a daily basis, sort of recapitulate the reasons that I'm Catholic, because I was once a very anti-Catholic non-Catholic, and it was with great pain and difficulty and lots of study that I eventually uh, read my way into the Church, and I had to work through just about every objection you can imagine to Catholicism Mm -hmm. uh, before the thing made sense to me. And even then, then I had to deal with my own uh, rather obstinate and deformed will when it ceased to be an intellectual problem and then just became one of sin. And and so there are reasons that I'm Catholic, and those reasons are very dear to me. They structure my life, my family, my relationships, the way I think about myself and my conduct uh, with my colleagues and peers and friends and enemies, and hope one day will will orient me ultimately towards the vision of God in heaven. I mean, they are, they are the things in my life that I value most. And so, what a pleasure, what a privilege, what an opportunity. How many people get to do this? It's, I mean, I feel like a kid in a candy shop. I get to go on the radio and tell people about what I value most in all the world and to, and to love it and share it with people who are interested. And, you know, it's funny. I went into teaching years ago because as a kid growing up in school, people didn't always want to hear what I had to say. In fact, you know, in certain contexts, if you're the fellow who has something to say, it kind of makes you on the out. You know, you're not really a great dinner guest if you want to hear yourself talk. (laughs) Um, But then I found out, hey, I can become a teacher, and I've got like this bully pulpit, you know, behind the podium, and I get to stand up and talk. And then Things become interesting in the context of a classroom that would never be interesting over the lunch table. And the stuff that I wanted to talk about, which was theology and philosophy and religion and the meaning of life, like nobody wants to talk about that at the baseball game, but they'll talk about it in a religion classroom. And I found out that a lot of people like to talk about it on the radio. So how fun is that? Yeah. Absolutely. So you're you have a dream job right there for you anyway. I, love it. I, I absolutely love it. I, I can't. You know, believe it's, it. like, aren't you stressed out getting on the radio? And I'm like, you don't understand. It's the only part of my day that's not stressful. Hmm. I love to do this. 
Isn't there something beautiful about discovering the way you're created and uh, that that in some way can be a part of God's plan? I think about as you're talking, I'm like, oh, this is kind of like my life, too. I love my life like this as well, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm preparing for this uh, event we have tonight, you know, and I'm thinking this is amazing. And, uh, you know, I just I just think, oh, I'll bet there's a lot of people that would look and say, who would want that for a life? You know? <laughs> and a lot of people do. And I'm like, this is amazing, you know. But in a way, you know, it's because I'm connected to something I desire, which is connected to the way God made me. Uh, and when you connect that, when you realize you're made for something, I mean, life becomes an adventure, you know, and it doesn't when, lose its struggle, but... When I was in the seminary, I went to the Protestant seminary before I became Catholic, I remember one time I had a professor, a great guy, a wonderful church history professor, and he kind of stopped in the middle of a lecture, and he looked at all of the students, and he said, write, like W-R-I-T-E, write, like, I want you guys to write, take up the pen and write. And then he qualified it, he said, find your level, and then write. And I thought it was one of the wisest things I'd ever heard in my life. Like, have something to say. Have something of value to contribute. But make sure you know the audience that you can speak to. And not everybody can speak to every audience, except Scott Hahn, who can seem to talk to anybody. <laughs> um, and, and I thought, you know, I think I, I figured out what that is. Like, I, I'm, not the, I'm not the guy who's going to operate at the upper echelons of the, you know, the Catholic Theological Association. I'm not a scholar talking to scholars. But I'm a guy who likes to read those people and then tries to translate it into language that the people of God can understand and benefit from. And, uh, and all of us can, like, we have our place in the body of Christ, right? You know, and St. Paul says we're not all going to be a foot, not everybody can be a liver, you know, you can't necessarily everybody be an eyeball, but there's some place for you to find out where you fit and where you have something to communicate for the sake of building up the body of Christ in charity, whether it be in your family, in your classroom, in your place of work or employment, uh, you know, on the Catholic radio station, maybe in the theology classroom, maybe in the pulpit, maybe in the ambo. Um, but wherever it is, you've got some place. You've got something to say, because your experience is unique. Your experience of Christ in the Church may have something in common, but there's the part of your story that's just yours, and it's worth telling and you can say it something. <laughs> That's amazing. You are like speaking right into my life and what we're doing tonight in my parish. It's incredible. I 75 people or so will be together and it's just so deeply in me that it can't be me just talking to people. They have to discover that they have a contribution they're called to make mm -hmm. and to create a space where they can begin to engage that and have sort of a place to stand strong, but little by little to be able to go out. And, you know, sometimes the way people say it in a simple, uh, ordinary people actually could speak of theology in a more helpful way. Mm. And they sort of don't have the willingness to take the risk or they don't have the confidence that mm -hmm. someone thinks they have value. I, I thank you, Dr. Anders. <laughs> Man, thank you. I, my mom watches your show, and when I go over to her place, I sit there and I listen to it. I think this guy knows everything. <laughs> no, <that's why laughs> and now I'm listening to Heather, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this guy really is like he really helpful. Yeah. And I think that's a you know, it's interesting. You talk about what your show is. Your show is to both be like you know a lot, but you're also helpful to the people who are listening. Mm -hmm. 
And I think oftentimes maybe the people don't experience that the church is helpful. They just think we know a lot or something. But if we can connect to what they're actually looking for, uh, we can be helpful by proposing the truth. I feel like I live this stuff. Right? I mean, like, we're Catholics. Like, we're supposed to live these things. They're not just they're not just abstractions, right? I mean, the truths of the gospel have real purchase in human lives. And, and you know, I mean, we, we give you an example. We, we talk all day long about the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist or the sacrifice of the Mass. Well, like, what difference does that make to my life, really? It, here's the difference that it makes. If I go to Mass every day, or as often as I can, and I'm conscious of bringing my trials and sufferings and sorrows and placing them at the foot of the cross with Jesus and receiving Him for strength and companionship and Holy Communion, and then I dwell and reflect on that throughout the day, and I'm conscious that He's with me, and that His grace is present to actually help me with the trials and tribulations of life, and then, boom, all of a sudden, some great disappointment strikes, some regret, some fear, some challenge— some anxiety that might tempt me to low and earthly things as a kind of escape, right, from the from the difficulties of life. And then I'm conscious, no, but I went to communion this morning, and Jesus promised to be with me, and I laid all these things already in anticipation at the foot of the cross. And he says, no temptation comes on me but what's common to man, and I can resist, and his grace is sufficient for me. And that's what I did this morning. That's why I went. Now, all of a sudden, this abstract doctrine about the sacrifice of the Mass and joining my sufferings to His, now it's real, right? Now it's present to me in the actual context of my moral decision-making. And then I make the right choice. Or I hope to. Wow. Wow. Well, Dr. David Anders, thank you for joining us today. I think we could spend the next few hours talking with you. <laughs> yeah, is that it? That's it, oh, Father. Well, That's well, it. I get. I'm going to get more. I think well, coming up. <laughs> I, I think, I think, folks, if you are wanting more of Dr. David Anders, he's on every day at one o'clock Central Time, and we're also. Dr. David Anders is going to be joining us for our banquet this year. So Uh, we are beyond excited to have you join us in Aberdeen, Sioux Falls, and Rochester. So keep your eyes peeled this December for Dr. David Anders coming to your local area. Thank you so much, Doctor. Nice to speak with you, Doctor. Thank you for the invitation. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. We're broadcasting this morning from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father John Rutten. And we'll be right back with more Real Presence Live.